0: Hey there, welcome to the Favorite Church Podcast. We are a church for imperfect people who want to know God and make Him famous. In this episode, we'll be revisiting a message from one of our Sundays in church. You know, this morning I was, I was driving uh, to, to church and I have very interesting conversations with my children and uh, my children are currently listening to this opera song the song by Handel, right, and it goes, Nathan the Prophet, right, Zadok, right, and, and so this is the kind of education they're getting, and then and then Jacob goes, well, what's the point of legacy? And I was always taught by my father, he said, if you have a message, you should be able to explain it to a child. So I started computing, what is legacy? Okay, legacy is our once a year gift to God that we give above and beyond what we usually give to Jesus. And this legacy offering goes all around the world, goes all around the city, and it does the work of Jesus. And then, bing, a light bulb went off in his head. In essence, what I was saying is that legacy goes beyond what you give. Let me repeat that one more time. Legacy goes beyond what you give. Many thousands of years ago, people thought that the earth was flat. Really? Do we need to resolve this right now? They thought that the earth looked something a little like this, that the earth was actually Floating and it was on a flat disk, and they, they actually believed this whole ice frame was Antarctica, and that's what kept you from going over the edge of the earth. But back in the olden days, they thought that if you sailed far enough and long enough, you would just sail and just go, and just fall off. The face of the earth. I think that's where the term may have come from, to fall off the face of the earth. Well, 2,000 years ago, scientists such as Copernicus, wow, and the great philosopher Plato, hypothesized that the earth was in fact a sphere. And in science, as we went into space, we took pictures and we saw that it was in fact a sphere, that even if you go into the horizon, you do not fall off, but you simply go around. What they were saying is that there is something beyond the horizon. And in the same way, your legacy offering goes beyond what you give. So today, the title of my message is that legacy goes beyond me. Legacy goes beyond you. It touches areas and people on this earth, in our city, in our nation, and it goes way beyond what you can touch or impact. In fact, I believe that we will never know the full impact of our legacy until we go to heaven. And we hear all these stories And so today, I want to read a story about a legacy, a legacy that Jesus brought through the healing of one man. It's a a pretty familiar story to many people. If you've been in church for a while, you would have known this story, but it's the story of the demon-possessed man in Luke 8, 26 to 39. So I'm going to read this story, but I want you to reimagine what is happening in this story, because the Bible is actually really bad at telling stories. It doesn't read like a John Grisham novel, right? It doesn't read like a a Dan Brown novel. You have to fill in the blanks. You have to color it in. And so as I read this story to you, I want you to fill in the blanks and start imagining (laughs) what's happening in this story. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes. Oh, my goodness. was running around naked or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. And so this man was already dead. He was existing, but he wasn't really living. He was living in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus? Son of the Most High God. That's how I imagine it. I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him. And though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Jesus asked him, What? is your name? I want you to remember this part because we're gonna talk about this later. What is your name? Why in the world would Jesus ask this man, what is your name? Legion, he replied. Because many demons had gone into him and they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. Sayang, Daming ba boy When those tending the pigs, focus, focus, focus. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what happened. When they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed. I don't know where the clothes came from, but he was dressed, right? Somebody sponsored him, Uniqlo, right? And in his right mind, and they were afraid. They were in fear because of the transformation because of the restoration of this man. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them. mm what a pity. Because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, "Return home and tell how much God has done for you." So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. Come on, would you bow with me for a word of prayer? God, I know if you can get a message to me, you can get a message through me. And so I prayed that at this moment you would open up hearts, ears, so that good seed would be planted into good soil and bear good fruit in your time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so come on, here's the scene here. Jesus is going around, right? He's conducting miracles. People are seeing again. Demon-possessed people are being set free, Woohoo! People are walking who haven't walked, and Jesus is going around and he is a superstar. And he decides to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is a lake, and all of a sudden, this storm comes. And the disciples are going crazy. The disciples think that they are going to die. They start confessing things to each other. Peter, I never liked you. Peter, I hate you, you're so annoying. James, oh my goodness, you always say the most inappropriate things, I hate you. You know how you can start to do that when you know you're about to die? And so there they are in the boat, And all of a sudden, Jesus says, shush. And the storm is calm. And all of a sudden, they end up in an unfamiliar territory. And it's like a scene from a movie. They're washed up ashore. And they get out of the boat. And you can see the fog. Can you see it? Can you see it? There's that tree, that weird tree, under the moonlight. And all of a sudden, they start hearing screams. Ah! Ah! And the disciples are like, what in the world are we doing here, James? Right? Peter, what are we doing here, Peter? I never wanted to. Be a disciple, I told you, man. Why are you dragging me out here? The disciples are having second thoughts and they get out of the boat. Why? Because Jesus, their master, seems to know what he's doing. And all of a sudden, this man runs out of the cave in full speed like the flash, because he's got powers of demons and he falls to the ground and he says, Jesus, Son of God, why is Jesus here? This gives us a clue to our legacy, why? The first point is this, because legacy goes beyond the masses and touches the one. Legacy goes beyond the masses and touches the one. It goes beyond the multitudes That he fed. It goes beyond the thousands that heard his voice and it reaches the one. Because who is this guy? He's a nobody. He's a demon-possessed man, rejected by his family, rejected by society, living in tombs, and he's being restrained by chains. Who is this man? Why is Jesus here. And it's not like Jesus was just sort of prancing around, right? I'm just going to hang out with people. I've got nothing to do. But Jesus had a mission. And it was just a tiny, small, little, insignificant mission. It was just to save the world. That's all he had to do. And guess what? He had a time limit to save the world in three years. I don't know about you, but if I was given a mission from God the Father to save the world in three years, guess who I'm talking to? Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Albi, I'll, I'll probably talk to Albi. Yeah, yeah, Albi, he can help me there. I'll, I'll be talking to the most powerful men. What was Jesus doing here with this man? It is because Jesus had a mission for the masses, but he loved the one. He had a mission for the multitudes, for the kingdom of heaven to come into the nations, but he loved the one. And that's, what, that's what's beautiful about Jesus. Do you know what makes Jesus unlike any God? in all the world, in all of history, he came for you. He came for you. You go and you study all the other gods. You study all the gods in the ancient Near East, all the Mesopotamian gods, the Babylonian gods. Jesus is the only God that came from heaven, from the comfort of all the angels saying, glory, glory, glory. And he put on flesh and blood, was betrayed, and was beaten because he came for you. And in the same way, he came for this man. And if he cares for the one, guess what? So must we. Isaiah fifty four ten it says, though the mountains move and the hills shake, My love will not be removed from you, and my covenant of peace will not be shaken, says your compassionate Lord. And this is what the Apostle Paul says about the love of God, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, the life I now live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God, and here's the reason why. It is because he who loved me and gave himself for me. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Are you guys waiting for a promise? God is never late, God is never early. He's always on time. He is patient with you, but guess what? Not wanting anyone to perish. Not wanting anyone to be completely separated from him, but everyone to come to repentance so Jesus does not care about the color of your skin. He doesn't care about your bank account. He doesn't care about the titles and the degrees that you have. If you are living and breathing, he does not want you to perish. And as you give next week in your legacy offering, I love the masses. Don't you? I love the stats. We've built all these wells in Africa. We've saved all these people. Consider them. Jesus loves the one. He loves the one. Today, I want to tell you a story about the one. Is that okay? I want to tell you a story because so many times during legacy offering, we, we see the big picture, but I want to focus it down to the impact that you are having as you give next week. Church, meet Regina. Regina, how you doing? Meet favorite church. Regina is from a rural village in southern Tanzania. It's not Tanzania. I think some people said it. I, I was corrected by a Tanzanian person. She said Tanzania, okay? So it's Tanzania. Say it properly. Anyways, uh, she was walking many kilometers each day to collect dirty water. The terrain was not safe or easy. It was over highland mountains and down extremely steep valleys. And guess what? She had done this since she was a small girl. And because she had to collect water three times a day. Now, think about this, man. That's crazy, isn't it? You got to travel just to get water, not once, not, not twice, but three times a day. And this ain't no clean water either. This is dirty water you're collecting. And so because of this, Regina could not go to school. And so they started calculating how much Regina had walked in her life. And they calculated that she had walked 50,000 kilometers in her lifetime. And there's, there's a little map here. That's like going from Brisbane to Perth. This is where you guys are from. You guys are from Brisbane and Perth, amazing. Maybe you saw Regina. Twenty-two times? Twenty-two times? That's crazy. Hey, can I, can I give you some context? I know that was kind of, kind of funny. Can I give you some context? 50,000 kilometers is like walking from the very top of the Philippines to the very bottom of our country 27 times. Imagine that. Just to get dirty water. But guess what, we gave our legacy off. And we did something about it. And we partnered with this amazing organization. And today, she don't need to walk anymore. Regina's Village now has a newly drilled water well, giving clean drinking water. This well never stops flowing. It never stops flowing. But it doesn't stop there because this is the good news. This is the ultimate news. Regina and her family also had the privilege to hear the gospel and respond to Jesus. Legacy goes beyond the masses, and it touches the one. It goes beyond the numbers, and it touches that one life. And as awesome as that story is about clean water, legacy doesn't stop at water, it doesn't just stop at the natural because number two, legacy goes beyond the natural. It goes beyond the natural. Verse 29, it says, for Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, In other words, the people from the village would come and they would tie his hands up in chains and his feet in chains and they would stand in front of the tomb or the cave that he was in and they would stand guard. It could not stop him. He had broken his chains and had been driven by the demons into solitary places. The people in the village were trying to restrain him and control him, but what they didn't know was that the natural cannot solve the supernatural. They were trying to use natural means to fix something that was a supernatural problem. Now, I'm here to share with you that I have a supernatural problem. I'm gonna tell you what it is, okay? A car broke down. That's a supernatural problem. It was horrible right? So I was driving on Saturday, and all of a sudden, the check engine light comes on. Oh, my goodness. And the car stopped going, and it would go only up to a certain speed. I had never experienced anything like this before, and so there I was as a father, papa bear with mama bear and little two bears, and I'm trying to protect my bears, right, daddies? Something like this happens, all of a sudden you go into attack mode. Protect my, I'm gonna protect my bears, protect my bears. What are we gonna do, guys? This is what we're gonna do. I have no idea what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray, we're gonna pray. Ella, you pray. Jacob, you pray. Mama, please pray. All right? I gotta say it nice, all right? Now, I have been part of car breakdowns before. I'm talking about epic car breakdown. I'm talking about coming from Manila We make it to Baguio. we're on Leonard Wood Drive, it's pouring rain and suddenly the car stops. My dad has to get out and he starts having to fix stuff and with that embedded in my memory, I vowed, I promised, I made a deal with somebody, I said I would never, never, let this car break down, especially with my family. I'm a good dad. A dad. So there I was. I'm, I'm driving this car, and it's going at like 15 kilometers an hour. Everybody's vroom, vroom I got my hazards. And there's a hill that I have to go up, right? There's a hill, and I'm standing. I'm scared. I'm not going to make it up the hill. And so I got these scenarios in my head. What happens if I get stuck on the hill? What am I going to do with my kids? You know what I'm saying? The sun is going down. It's getting dark. You know, the weirdos are starting to come out, man. I'm, I'm scared. Right? And so we're starting to go up that hill. My like, guys, you got to pray harder. Pray some more. Ella, you're not praying harder. You're not crying, Ella. You're not crying. You only start praying hard enough when you cry. (laughs) We finally made it up the hill. We got to go up another hill. I tell them to pray some more. Come on, pray some more. Finally, we make it to my house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'll do anything for you, man. (laughs) And so as a good papa, I'm I'm trying to fix the car, right? You know, I mean, I I can fix stuff, kind of. You know, so I'm thinking, okay, this is probably a simple problem, right? So I'm thinking, and I'm guessing, with no knowledge of mechanics at all, just, just driven cars, that's it. I'm guessing it's the feel for you. It sounds right. right. It sounds right, guys. Come on, give me some love. It sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. It's gotta be the fuel filter. So I did what any good person would do, and I Googled it. I said, what happens when the check engine light comes on and the car stops accelerating? Is it the fuel filter? <laughs> some people said yes, some people said no. I listened to the yes. Something, okay, I'm gonna go on YouTube. I'm gonna, try to, I'm gonna try to figure out how to do the fuel filter. And so I finally take it to a mechanic Before, I changed the fuel filter, and they're like, it is not your fuel filter. It is your turbo. And I said, what? It's your turbo. And I said, who? What is that? Huh? Turbo? What's a turbo? My car had a turbo? No wonder it goes so fast. This is amazing. I'm like, dude, what is going on? And so I take it to the one turbo specialist that exists in all of Manila. There's only one. And so I'm thinking, you know what? Give them 30 minutes. They can figure it out. It's a simple problem. Guess what they're going to say? It's the fuel filter, right? And so I'll wait there. I'm like, hey, uh, just text me, okay? I'm going to be at Starbucks down the road. I'm preparing for this message. Come on, text me, all right? Let me get the legacy going. Now, I come back three hours later. Oh, uh, sir, sir, we, we still don't know what the problem is. Like What? It's a fuel filter. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Just open your eyes. Just smell. It smells like the fuel filter. They took the entire day. They showed me pictures of them dismantling the turbo and all my fuel injectors. And guess what? They still don't know. Oh, my goodness. And that's when I realized there are levels to this. I was trying to fix my complicated turbo fuel injector have to diagnose for three full days with a YouTube video. I was trying to fix something in the supernatural realm of automotive mechanics with... A Google search. And you see, with this guy, they were trying to fix something that was supernatural with the natural. And there's a higher level. There is a supernatural level that everybody must encounter. And in our legacy offering, we're simply not giving in the natural, but we're impacting In the supernatural. And just like the psalmist cried out, take me to the rock that is higher than I. And I asked you, hey, hey, pay attention to this, right? Jesus says, what's your name? How you doing? Right? Nice to meet you. And what does he say? Legion. 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 You know what I imagine? Jesus saying, hi, my name is Jesus. How you doing? Good to meet you, bro. Right? Legion, in case you were curious, is the number of Roman soldiers. And a legion is composed of 5,000 to 6,000 Roman soldiers. And so the writer of the gospel is making this point. It's a lot of demons. Right? It's a lot of demons. And Jesus asks him his name. And he says, My name is Legion. Legion versus chains? Legion wins. Legions versus a guard in front of the cave guess who wins? Legion wins. But here's why I believe Jesus asked him his name. Because Legion was standing in front of the one man whose name had power, not over just the natural, but the supernatural. And Legion was trying to be restrained in the natural, but right across from him was the name above all names the only name that can save. One name with the power to save, and that name is Jesus. And let me tell you, with your legacy offering, you can build wells. You can provide drinking water. We can quench the physical thirst by offering water to people far away. But guess what? They can drink as much as they want to, but they will thirst again. Because there is only one name that can satisfy the thirst of your soul, and his name is Jesus. We can bring education to the masses. We can bring education to every household in this country. We can add, we can teach kids how to add multiply, history, science, that is amazing, but Jesus will give you something no book, no classroom can offer. You can read all the books you want, but it is only Jesus that will satisfy the eternal question of why am I here and where am I going? Becoming sexually and relationally whole will help you in the short term. But I guarantee you, you will be tempted. I guarantee you, you will fall. But it is only in Jesus that you receive power, the presence, the friendship, the love that will guard your heart and mind from condemnation, guilt, and shame. Legacy goes beyond the natural, goes beyond the water goes beyond the education, goes beyond the counseling, and it brings in the supernatural power and love of Jesus Christ that lasts beyond eternity. And guess what? I am your legacy. Favorite Korea, baby. Woo! I am your legacy. Here we go. Just a couple of weeks ago. Something happened in my country that completely devastated. And for more than a decade, this was probably the most devastating thing that had happened. And there were a bunch of people celebrating. It was the first time that they had let people out, so they were partying. And that night, you may have heard the reports, but 150 people died. Mostly teenagers. <laughs> Mostly teenagers, mostly people in their 20s, mostly girls. And it absolutely broke my heart. It broke my heart because first I wondered how many of those people knew Jesus. And these things are starting to matter to me. When people die, I ask, them the, I ask the question, did they know Jesus? Jesus. Because life is so short, but eternity is eternity. And I wondered how many of those 150 people knew Jesus. And this week, I started praying. And for some reason, the Spirit began leading me to pray for the parents. Because I'm a parent now, and I have an almost teenager. Guys, pray for me. (laughs) And I know it's been weeks, but I started praying for the moms that lost their daughters, Moms that would wake up in the morning and they would look across the room and see an empty bed. And they would be confronted with the reality that she would never return. That just broke my heart. I started thinking about the fathers who maybe just started... Connecting with their sons. You know, fathers and sons, man, it's a little weird, right? But maybe these fathers are starting to connect with their sons. Maybe he's picking them up from school every day. He sees him in the, in the dining table every day at 6 o'clock, but there he is eating dinner. No son. And I started praying for these parents. And I started praying that Jesus would encounter them. I started praying that the love of God would begin to invade them. Because we can be a mourning and we can heal, but eternal salvation comes only from Jesus. We can get over a death, but hope and peace and joy only come from knowing Jesus and having him in your life. Then I began praying, God, I pray that you would give us the opportunity to minister to these hundreds and thousands of people, these people who are putting their hope in the world. I pray, God, give us the opportunity to share the life-changing message of the gospel so that their lives would be changed forever. You see, your legacy is not just giving in a planter's business. It goes beyond the natural and into the supernatural. And lastly, legacy goes beyond who you can touch. Legacy goes beyond who you can touch. And in this story, Legion is casted out of this man. He's dressed. He's in his right mind. The villagers come out, and they say, oh, what's going on? And they're scared. They tell Jesus to leave. And in verse 38, we pick up the story. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. This man's life was completely transformed in an instant. Completely renewed in an instant. Completely restored in an instant. And he looked at Jesus and he said, Oh my God, that's my Savior. He looked at Jesus and he said, Where would I be without he looked at Jesus and he said, I want to be with you. But Jesus said, No, because I am going to go and touch people here. You, you go and you touch people here. Because where I go, I cannot touch where you go. And so I'm sending you to touch the people that I cannot touch. So together we can bring people into the kingdom of heaven. He says, you go and testify about my saving power. You go and testify so that people will believe. You go and testify so that my kingdom come, my will be done where you are as it is in heaven. And I can imagine i can imagine this man what's his name his name's not legion guys we call him howard howard how you doing howard 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 goes into the town and he goes crazy he goes absolutely bonkers He goes so crazy that the people are scared. He's telling everybody he meets, hey, do you know what happened? I met this man named Jesus and he saved me. All the demons came out of me and now I'm okay. Oh, guess what? I got something to tell you. Hey, you know what? I met this man named Jesus and he saved me. I was in a tomb. I was shackled in chains and he broke my chains. And he saved me. He's telling everybody what has happened. Legacy goes beyond who you can touch. Guess what? I'm not going to Africa. No. But your legacy is. You're not going to Korea. No. But your legacy is. You're not gonna be teachers in redemption, educating the boys and girls so that their destinies are altered. No, 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 no. But your legacy is you are not sitting down with those who are rescued from sexual exploitation, helping them be counseled and restored. But guess what? Your legacy is because your legacy goes beyond who you can touch. Come on, can I get an amen? Amen. Your legacy goes beyond you. I need you, church, to have a bigger vision of what your legacy offering is doing. It is a kingdom. It is a kingdom issue we're talking about. But here's where I want your heart to be. Ready? Here's where I want your heart to be. Let's let's land the plane. As you prepare to give next week, I want you to listen. Listen to the Apostle Paul as he tells the Roman church why he needs to share the gospel. Romans 1.14, listen very carefully. I am obligated, both to Greeks and barbarians, both to the wise and the foolish. So I'm eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. You hear that? I am obligated. This word obligated is Similar to the word debt. In other words, Paul was saying, I am indebted. I'm not indebted to you. I'm not indebted to your dad. I'm indebted to the one who saved me. And you see, this, this idea of debts can be a negative thing. If you have a debt, we bet on, huh? Better have my money, right? There's fear. There's anxiety. But this is a different kind of debt. It's like somebody giving you a billion dollars and saying, now you do good with it. Do whatever you want in my name. And God has given us this eternal glory in jars of clay that we must share with the world. You see, you are indebted to Jesus. He gives you salvation as a free gift. But my prayer for you is that you would not take your salvation lightly. That you would say, God, I am so grateful that you saved me. I'm so grateful that you've given me peace. I'm so grateful that you've given me a second chance at life. And now I want to do your work. Can I tell you what would be a tragedy? If you took all that peace, all that joy, all that power, all that goodness, all that salvation for now and for the life to come, and you said, Mine, I'm just gonna keep it. Mine. I'm share it with anybody, it's mine. You're gonna run out of it. Mine. If I give it to you. I'm going to have less, mine! But that's not how it works. Because as you give it away, God begins to overflow your cup. That's the secret of the kingdom. As you give your life away, He begins to overflow your life with even greater measures of joy with greater measures of peace, with greater measures of love, because he who keeps his life will die, but he who gives it away for my sake will gain it. It's like John Legend, man. All of me loves all of you. Very biblical, John. Thank you. The other John, the Apostle John, said this. I love because God first loved me. I love because God first loved me. Legacy is not about your money. It's about your heart. So I'm not going to just tip God because God has all my heart. I'm working through it. I really wanted to just tip God. Mm. But God said, no. What do I mean to you? What have I done for you? Am I not your father that loves you and is always with you? Have I not been faithful to you for how many decades? Come on, let me have all your heart, son. And so I'm not just going to tip God. I'm going to bring an offering like Abel brought. An offering that pleases the Lord. An offering from my heart. An act of worship that reflects my full devotion to him I'm going to give with joy can I tell you one more story and I'll end after this February 12, 2012 12 year old Melody escaped her home her biological dad and a couple of his friends had used her for sexual pleasure for a few years prior to this day absolutely horrible absolutely evil terrified, completely stripped of her childhood, bruised and battered somewhere deep in her soul. She was given the strength to run away that morning. She found the ministry center run by Kidman International, and we were able to welcome her into our Consider the lily family that day. It took months for her to warm up to anyone else in her new family because she was so scared. She was so guarded. Her childhood had been taken away ripped away from her she was confused by the acceptance and embrace of family of family love and it took her years to trust anyone but today 11 years later she wears strength she wears dignity She wears freedom, kindness, and forgiveness on her shoulders. With the help of amazing counselors, she's made it through the grief, the hurt, and betrayal healing process. Melody is redeemed by Jesus Christ and is living in fearless freedom. Come on, we can praise God for that. Oh! God's sparked something courageous and special in 12-year-old Melody that changed the course of her future in an instant. And now, now, Melody, beautiful. 23-year-old young woman with a beautiful story of God's redeeming love. And In January 2017, at the very first Favorite Church Conference, she decided to get baptized by Pastors James and Kate. And here she publicly dedicated her life to jesus and since then she stopped hiding in her room she's blossomed and instead of and instead she often chooses to spend extra time with her sisters she's loving people now she also grew enough courage to file a case against her father in an effort to protect her biological family and the community she once lived in and she volunteers and she serves a church. And as a first first year college student, her self-worth is literally being transformed before our eyes. God is so good. Come on, praise you, Jesus. Come on. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, praise you. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus, that you take the small offering that we have and you can transform lives. That in and of itself is a miracle. This is the result of your legacy offering. I love the numbers, man. I love the number of wells, the number of people being restored. But today I need you to see the what. I need you to see the one life that is being transformed because of your giving. I need you to see the one girl, the one boy, the one father, the one family that will be transformed because of your sacrifice. You see, so many of you, you've had the moment where God... overlooked the masses and he looked at you. He saw through the crowd and he saw you and it's changed your life forever. You see, 2,000 years ago, God gave his legacy offering. God gave a seed and it says that while we were still sinners, he gave. There was no guarantee that we would say, yes, but he gave because of the abundance of his heart because he's a father that loves him. And that legacy offering from the cross to the grave, the resurrection power of Jesus, we sit here today and we gather as a body of believers because of his offering. us and I don't know where you're at and I bet you there's some people in here that do not have a relationship with Jesus and today he is knocking at the door of your heart and he's saying can I come in I'll change your life forever man you will never experience more joy more peace more freedom and love that what than when I enter into your life And maybe for some of you he's been talking to you for weeks months even years today is your day can i ask everybody to close your eyes and bow your head oh god just be with us in this sacred moment if there's people here today and you do not have an active relationship with jesus i'm not asking you if you've had a bad week or a bad month we all go through that but maybe you've made this decision a long time ago, but you've walked away. Today is your day. Jesus is saying, come. There's no striving. You don't have to give anything. You don't have to do anything. You just have to say yes to me. It's that simple because it is a gift that he wants to give you. And so if that's you, and today you want to make that decision, to say yes to Jesus on the count of three, with nobody looking around, every head bowed and every eye closed, with nobody looking around. I want to give you the chance. On the count of three, raise your hand, nice and high, because I want to pray for you. One, two, three. Raise your hand. Come on, I see your hand over there. Anybody else? I see it back there? Yeah, I see it over there. I see it over. I see it over here. Yes, you in the back. You in the back. I see you. I see you. Jesus sees you. Anybody else would say yes to Jesus? I see you there in the middle. I see you there. I see you there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else would say yes to Jesus today? You can go ahead and put your hand down. Come on, if you made that decision, if you raised your hands, I want you to put your hand over your heart we're all going to say this prayer with you as a community of believers say this with me say dear lord jesus i come to you today and i'm tired i'm lonely and i'm fed up with life god i pray that you would come into my life i'm sorry for creating substitutes over you and i ask you to be my lord to be my savior, and to be my best friend. Change me from the inside out. I accept you as a legacy operator. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on. Can we give God praise? Thank you so much for listening in. At Favorite Church, we're a family, and we believe that the Christian journey should not be done alone. If something really spoke to you from the message, We would love to connect with you to talk it over. Or if you prayed the salvation prayer, we'd also love to be able to share more about the decision that you've just made. Please visit us at next to learn more. If you want to share this podcast with a friend, simply tap on the share button and send it through. We love you. We're praying for you. Till next time.